Genesis 1-1 tells us in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created all things, all things good. Think about that for a minute. The power that was at work when he created. And how did he create? He spoke it. If we want our lives to bear fruit that is good, we need to be speaking good. And the word is very yummy. So we need to speak the word. And I'm really talking to myself tonight. And uh, so God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth. Every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Genesis 1.26. All the earth. Let us, let them rule over all the earth. That's powerful when we think about it. Very, very powerful. God intended us to rule over all the earth. So he said, then he created, then he blessed. Genesis 1.27. So God created, God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female, he created them. Now, if we just read Genesis 1, 26, 27, and 28, our identity is in God. It's right there. He created man in his image, male and female. It was perfect. Don't need to add anything to it or take anything from it. We are created in the image of God. Done. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth pretty much told us what we needed to do. And the result, we would be blessed. Are we speaking the blessing? I mean, pastor was that message on Sunday. What are we speaking? How often do we speak it? Are we consistent? Or do we do it just once in a while when we feel like it? Or when we're in crisis? When we're being challenged? 
We ought not to. I've been there, done that, moved on. I found out that that wasn't a good thing to do. It doesn't give you blessing that way. You can't, I can't say one thing out of my mouth, like by his stripes, I am healed and I am healed. But if my next mouthful is, oh, I just voided what I spoke. By his stripes, I am healed. And that's where we can be challenged. I know I am challenged in that. To be consistent, to be disciplined. I mean, he gave everything for us. He gave his son for us. That's how much he loves us. That's how special we are to him. You're not going to find it in anybody else. Nope, not going to happen. You're going to have the best husband, the best wife. And I hope you do. And in that, it doesn't compare to the love of God. Because the love of God is unconditional. It doesn't matter if I went out tonight and robbed a bank, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> or if I broke a law. All I need do is say, oh, Lord, I missed it. I messed up. Forgive me. Turn around and start where I left off again. And there's times that within a span of a week that I've had, <coughs> had to do that many times. But I did it. I didn't allow the bitterness or the hurt to consume me. It's not good to do that. Believe me, it's not good to do that. The, the thing to do, yes, we, we all hurt. We, we've all been hurt. Our, our families maybe haven't been perfect. Uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge. There's a lot of people in this world that unfortunately don't have a clue when it comes to God and what is available to them. And sad to say, some of it is within the body of Christ. I couldn't come to God when I did back on April the 3rd, 1980, and decide, okay, I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, and I knew my sins were forgiven. But I wanted to know where I was going from there. I wanted to be taught. I had a thirst for the word that, thank you, Lord, that's returning tenfold where it was. I, I, I'm starting to enjoy not, that enjoy, not that feelings has anything to do with it, because we all know it doesn't. I could feel great five minutes ago, and then something happened, and... We cannot, we sh excuse me, we should not allow the bouncy ball when it comes to our emotions. Doesn't work. I found that out. We, I had gotten so, you notice I said head, I had gotten so consumed by what was going on in my life, or lack thereof, of what was going on. And uh, I was starving. 
I was starving for the love of God is what I was starving for. And I think I say this every time I get up here since in the last two to three years that God has given me a revelation of his love for me. It has completely changed me, completely. Do I still have struggles? Yeah, they come and go. But God's steadfast, immovable. He, he stands firm in his love. I can depend on that daily. We all can depend on that daily. But we do have a choice. I have a choice every morning to get up and decide. Put one foot, take that step. Well, am I going to allow the Holy Spirit to work through me today to minister onto others? Or am I just going to get up and run out the door? I prefer to take the time and uh, ask the Holy Spirit to minister through me to others. And I remind him that his grace is sufficient for any challenge I may have that day. And then his mercies were new that morning. So I didn't really have to look back, just really just close the door and move on. But there was a time I wasn't there. But through, through his word, through coming to church and taking in what the pastor is saying, getting the revelation that God wants us to have, that time in our lives, I believe really that we can always get something every time we come to church. Really, I do. And I come with that expectancy. Okay, Lord, what are you going to reveal to me today? Because I know it's going to change. It's going to change me to become a better person for you that I can minister on to others. And that's my heart. So, it involves the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 18.21. So I can't eat. Uh, uh, well, I can. I could eat a good steak. But I get let down when I'm just having a hamburger. There's such a, you know... That's the way you put the steak is the word. The hamburger, it's probably some challenge that I'm in, and, and I'm trying to figure it out for myself. And God says, daughter, you know, just, just come to me, just as you are, and I got something for you. And he always does. It's us taking the time to sit and allow the Spirit of God to minister to us minister what he wants to give us that day. And in that, we, I need to put aside what I want and just allow the Holy Spirit to minister what God knows that I really need that day. Will he give me the desires of my heart? Yes, he will. Do I believe he will give me the desires of my heart? Yes, I do. In his time, which... He's a God of faith, so his time is now. It's, it's not, you know. We serve a God of faith. The tongue is a very unruly member, James 3.8. But no one can tame the tongue. 
Wow. It is a restless evil and it's full of deadly poison. That's like we know we can praise the Lord and, you know, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then the next minute, circumstances, challenges. We may not be saying hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord. Hopefully we are, but there are those times. And it's very easy to turn around, go in the opposite direction, get in the word. That's what we need to do when those things happen. Find the word that is good for your situation. Uh, I've heard this before, and, and, and you have too. It's Charles Cap. The Holy Spirit was talking to him one day. He was complaining. And, and the Holy Spirit, and he was saying, why, Lord, why, Lord, why, Lord? I never say that. <laughs> yes, I have many times. And, he's, and the Holy Spirit said, you're saying what you have instead of what you want. So that would be me saying if my body was uh, challenging me, I would be saying, you get a person that wants to talk about their ailments, can they lasso you in real fast? Unless you know the word. So these things are very, very important, though they're basic, very basic foundation of our lives. But are we uh, strengthening our foundation so that our lives can be built, so that they can honor God? And uh, in that, we prosper in all ways. And through that prosperity, we extend the kingdom of God here on earth through souls, through helping those in need. I think we as a church should be doing that. We should, we should be. We're not, we're not there yet, but we're going there. We should be able to meet the needs of people. So, Lord, please, please help us. And in our obedience to him, he will. I have a, a one plaque on this wall at home, and it says, nothing is impossible. And where my chair is, that's where I place myself when I go home after work. I just sit in that chair. It can be dangerous. It can be very dangerous. But. The sign says, nothing is impossible. And when I sit there, that reminds me that nothing is impossible for me. But even further, nothing is impossible with God. As long as it lines up with his word, his will, it's a good thing. He's not denying us it. I can remember when uh, I first came to the Lord. I have to admit that I was afraid that I was going to have to give up some things. And you have so many people, I don't know if you experienced that, but you can have so many people coming at you at that time saying, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You should be doing this. You should be doing this. However, let the Holy Spirit clean them up. 
That's a big one. We, we, we want to fix it. We cannot fix another individual. We can pray for them, encourage them, and uh, focus, put our focus on God and what his word says. Yes, we're challenged. We're challenged big time. Um, but when we're deep into this word and able to hear what the spirit of God is saying for us at this time in this hour, then uh, pastor didn't get up here on Sunday and, and speak about the word in the depth that he spoke about it for our lives, just to be up here speaking about the word and the depth of the word for our lives. He was up here appointed and anointed by God for this people, for them to be open and receptive to receive what he had for them that day. Spirit of God flows through him. The Spirit of God flows through our pastors and the leaders of this church. So we need to set aside, and I'm, we need to set aside the fact that there's a person up here. Pastor Gary is no different than we are. He's human just as we are. But he loves God, and his heart is for his people to grow and become all that they can be so they can go out and bring in the harvest that is ready. That's part of his heart. I'm sure there's much more to it, but reality is it pleases him when he sees his members growing. When he sees that, that just, that's a joy in his heart that nothing else can take the place of. That's what he wants. He wants his people to grow. The other, I have another saying on on another wall. So it's right there and it's right here. And I'm right there. And it says, This is your world. Shape it. Or someone or something else will. And I look at that and I say, okay, pull up your socks, get your feet ready, get your eyes clear, your ears unstopped, and do what you know to do. We can only remain, I could only remain a baby for so long. I wouldn't look very nice going around with a diaper on, a soggy diaper. Like this. And I don't want that. I want to walk. My heart is to walk in these end times, being all that he's called me to be, to serve others. I don't want my body to dictate to me what's going to take place. I want the word of God to dictate to me what is. I'm going through this process. I haven't arrived and I never will until Jesus comes back. We also have angels. What are you giving the angels to do? Are they sitting around having a coffee session? 
you have to put them to work. Get that word. Get that word. Give it to them so they can go out and minister and bring it in. We honor God in that. We honor God when we apply the word and become all that he says we already are. It's a joy to him. Just as it's a joy to the pastor, it's a joy to God. Angels, Hebrews 1.14 tells us, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? It's not for the world. It's for us. Healing. My three, my three scriptures are Isaiah 53, 5, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging, we are healed. Done. First Peter 2, 24. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, have right standing with God. For by his wounds, you were healed. In Matthew eight seventeen, this was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our dis-ease, dis-ease, torment of the mind, dis-ease, emotional torment, dis-ease. He took care of it all. It's done. He's made complete provision for us. I grew up in, in, in the mentality that was built I was raised through uh, Children's Age Society, the foster system, and uh, the mentality was poor. And uh, unfortunately, that got deep down inside me because that's, there, was, there never seemed to be enough. There was never enough. And it took a while for God to get through to me by being in the Word, by eating His Word, that... Uh, no, I prosper. Spirit, soul, and body, I prosper. When I, uh, when the body acts up, I said, Lord, give me, give me just one, one scripture, even though I, I have three for healing. I said, give me one scripture that I can meditate on constantly regarding, and I had shared with God what was going on, and that I, I want this to stop. So, please, I didn't beg him. I don't have to beg. I'm his child. And I said, but give me a scripture that I can meditate on. And, and that's what I've been doing. And it's the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. It dwells in me. And it quickens my mortal body. It quickens my mortal body. To me, it brings a fullness to my mind. 
I just decided I was going to take that. And it brings a strength that is available to each and every one of us. We just need to decide. So I, I continue to, because I know he's going to reveal more to me as I continue to meditate on that scripture. That one scripture. To me, it basically covers everything. That power is inside of me. That power is inside of you. Are we putting it to work? Or we're just, that's okay, I got this power of God inside me. Well, what's it doing? You know, do we do we call upon it? Do 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 we believe it? I had to ask myself all these questions. And I still do. In a good way. I don't dwell on it. Philippians four nineteen, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. 3 John 2, beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper. Doesn't say, beloved, I pray that in all respects you remain poor. No, you may prosper and be in good health. Just as your soul prospers, your soul will, emotions, and your mind. So, thank you. If, if my mind is, then I'm not doing something right, and I know exactly what it is, the Word. Put that Word in, it makes a complete difference. Turns your day right around, especially early in the morning. Whoa, good thing I got the Word to turn my day around first thing in the morning. <laughs> thank you, Lord. He loves me. So your whole, um, where was I? Yeah. 3 John 2. Another one is spiritual abundance, which is in 2 Peter 1, 11. And it says, for in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. Abundantly. That tells me no limit. And, and the uh, third way is, is the wholeness, the mind, the will, and the emotions. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Pay no attention to what's going on in the world. Close your ears when people start to... Or move the conversation very quickly over to something else. <laughs> but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that means I got to be doing something, right? In order for it to be transformed, I got to put it in. If I don't put it in, the change isn't going to happen. I just can't sit back and say, okay, Lord, you changed me. He did it all at the cross. It's complete. It's a done work. There's nothing you can add to it, nothing you can take away from it. It's a done, finished work. It's up to us now. It's us to up as us up to us as 
his covenant people to do the covenant as much as possible. Find out what's in there. Do the covenant. Be a blessing. In being a blessing, we're blessed. It's not the other way around. Uh, at least I don't think it is. I think, I think that you, ha- you should be a blessing to someone else and, and it comes back to you. I don't think that I should be, number one, I should be the servant and bless others. That's my heart. And God's making that happen. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. In Ephesians 5.10 tells me that we're trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. I'm not so sure that I like the word trying. Uh, Wanting to learn. What is pleasing to the Lord? To me, trying has a negative effect in my life because I'm trying and I'm getting nowhere. So uh, I'm no more trying. I'm learning to. I'm learning to do it. As my friend says, just do it. And I go, yes. <laughs> I'm a lot better at that saying than I used to be. 2 Corinthians 3.18, we're going from glory to glory to glory. We can go from glory to glory to glory. It is up to us. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And in the don't lose heart, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. I believe if the inner man is renewed day by day, that takes care of the outer man. I, I believe that more and more. We need to listen to the instruction that the Word of God gives us and act on it. Proverbs 4, 1 to 9. Uh, I really like this. Listen to my correction, my sons and daughters. For I speak to you as your father. Let discernment enter your heart. Discern what's right, what's wrong, what's good for you, what's good for your family, what's good for the situation you find that you're challenged with. He will give you what you need. Let discernment enter your heart and you will grow wise with the understanding I impart. That's not the wisdom of man. It's the wisdom of God, because the wisdom of man is foolishness unto God. So we don't want to be foolish as his children. We want to be wise, so we ask God for wisdom, and he gives it liberally. 
doesn't hold back on it. My revelation truth is a gift to you. Hello? It's a gift. Can you do anything to uh, warrant that gift? We shouldn't. We should just receive it. We need revelation. Truth is given to us as a gift. We just need to receive it. And he asks us, so remain faithful to my instruction. Remain faithful to the word. Faithful to the word. For I too was once the delight of my father and cherished by my mother, their beloved child. Then my father taught me, saying, Never forget my words. Never forget them. If you do everything that I teach you, you will reign. You will reign in life. You'll be in the place that you know you're supposed to be. You'll use your authority. You'll have the wisdom when you need it. The revelation will come forth. You'll rest in the Lord. You'll be at peace. And you'll be joyful. Happiness depends on the circumstance. And that's a dangerous thing. But joy of the Lord is a gift. He's given it to us. I was, I was, I was sitting down and, and I was thinking about the joy of the Lord. And, and, and the father said, daughter, joy has nothing to do with your circumstance. Absolutely nothing. So we, we should get to the place where we're joyful in the Lord at all times. Because of what he's given us, because of our covenant, because of the blood, all that he's made available for us, promises of God are yea and amen to those who believe. We, we, are, we have Abraham's blessings. If you do everything that I teach you, oh, I did that, you will reign in life. So make wisdom your quest. Search for the revelation of life's meaning. Don't let what I say go in one ear and out the other. Stick with wisdom and she'll stick with you. Protecting you throughout your days. She will rescue all those who passionately Listen to her voice. Wisdom is the most valuable commodity. So buy it. Not in the sense that you, you purchase it, but in the sense that you it's there, it's available. Like, grab that first. Keep a hold of it. Revelation knowledge is what you need. So invest in it. And how do you invest in the revelation knowledge? By the word. The more you're in the word, the more revelation you get. Doesn't matter if it's the same verse. T 10, 20 times. You can look at that verse and you can get something different. 
And it's usually something you need at that time or something that God wants to get to you. Because he's saying, daughter, son, you need this. So come on. <laughs> um, wisdom will exalt you when you exalt her truth. God is the one that promotes, not man. Never look to man for promotion. God will promote you in his time, when the time is right. He's a God of faith, so we can receive it now. She will lead you to honor and favor. Wisdom, honor and favor. Sounds pretty good to me. When you live your life by her insights, you will be adorned with beauty and grace. And wisdom's glory, I like this one. I think this is the New American Standard Version that I'm using. And wisdom's glory will wrap itself around you. Think of that. Only God. And make you victorious in the race. Now, we're already victorious because of its complete work at the cross, and the blood did it all. However, we learn to walk victorious in our walk every day because we don't depend on who we are in ourselves. We depend on what Jesus Christ always accomplished for us. So we really need to know our covenant. We need to know what God has given to us. And we need to meditate on it. So in closing, receive it as done. Because God is a faith God. And faith is now. So we have it. Because faith is now. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Well, where are we going to get that assurance from? word and the conviction of things not seen and again in his time and his time to me is now because he's a God of faith and faith is now if I'm believing God for something I receive it right now by faith and it will come into my life when it needs to when it's supposed to it doesn't depend on, well, Lord, why didn't you meet that? Calm down, daughter. It's coming. It's done. It's done. There's different things that transpire in that. Wars are waged in the spirit. Daniel, 21 days. Hebrews 11 says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of those who seek him, diligently seek him. I find when I have my walk in the right place, and as I said, I've, I've missed it a few times, probably a few, quite a few times, but I never quit. 
Don't quit. Just don't quit. God is the God of the impossible. And there's nothing that he can't do. We need to believe his word for what it says. And I found that since I know, here we go, since I know God loves me, I'm believing his word more and more. Because there's no one else. He, he loves me no matter what. Took me long enough to get that thick. It took him, what's pastor say, thick? Well, I must have been pretty thick. Because <laughs> it took me a long while to know that God loved me. And others get it just like that. But we're all different. So go in the love of God tonight. Stay in faith. Be consistent. Discipline yourself. Make good choices. And keep the word ever before you. Amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.